0: Welcome to Go Play That's Game of the Year Wrap Up. I'm your host, Rob Cook, and on today's episode, we'll be talking to Tom Wolford about his Games of the Year.
1: Games of the Year. Awesome. Oh,
0: and we're joined by Bob Morato.
2: Hey, nice to be here again.
0: Uh keep, no, keep singing. Uh Game Bob of the Bob year. Tom.
3: <laughs> Game of the year.
2: So many games to play. <laughs> Only one year. Let's just let's stop right there.
1: <laughs> yeah, cuz it's really aggravating my cough, which is not good. <laughs> I've been dying from cough for the last two weeks, which is why I wasn't in last week's podcast, and mm. also why I could just be hoffing my guts up <laughs> through this one. But anyway, without further ado, shall we?
0: Yeah, so um, it's your turn to talk to us about your year in gaming, what you've been up to, what the highlights have been, and um, also talking about your game of the year list. Uh mm-hmm. doesn't have to be complete, just... Talk to us about whatever you want to talk about that, that came yeah. out in 2016, what you've been playing.
1: Cool. Well, um, 2016 was a bit of a stonker. It was a good year in game terms. <laughs> That's come up. Awful. That's come up for all of us. <laughs> yeah. Pretty, pretty awful as it goes for the rest of this stuff. But um, this is the first year where I kept a list of games inspired mm. by you last year, Rob. Um, right, yeah. Um, I didn't quite go into the technical detail, but I did have an Excel spreadsheet that I just populated with all the games I played through 2016. Mm-hmm. So I think the first thing to say this year, which is completely different to, to the last couple of years, is I've played almost nothing on PC
0: Right. Yeah. Year. And is that just your PC or the PC that you have access to finally being too too low spec to play anything?
1: It will not play anything. Um, mm. I've got access to a laptop which could play some stuff, but not in any comfortable way. Mm. Um, I think the closest I've come to playing for a long stretch of time was playing uh, about an hour of Hyperlight Drifter on okay. my work PC.
0: Right. You know. Yeah, it's not very taxing.
1: No. Well, it was quite. Um, it,
0: you had some slowdown when you tried that, right?
1: On my laptop, yes. On the work PC, no, that was fine. But on the laptop, it wouldn't even handle. Hyperlight. I had real issues mm. with that. Um, so that was the first year that I realized, you know, even indie games are like too much for my PC. Um, I am looking at getting a, a decent PC in the new year, so let's see how that goes. But yeah, that basically means that my uh, <clears throat> my game of the year list or, or my year in gaming is culled entirely from what came out on the PS4 this year. Mm-hmm. And. It was a good year. I mean, I played enough. I had I, I had something around about 180 games
3: <laughs> in Not my bad.
1: list. Yeah. Um and that was, you know, I mean, there's there's a bit of a mix in there because there's PS2 re-releases, you've got um brand new PS4 stuff, you've got timed exclusives like Rise of the Tomb Raider that came over from Xbox this year. I don't know if it came out on Xbox this year. No, it came out previous year.
0: year. It was like a year-long exclusive for console.
1: Yeah, so that sort of landed sort of in the last third of the year which was quite nice. Mm-hmm. Um you know, you got big budget monstrosities, you got some actual actual surprises in there. Um and it it was nice. Yeah, you're still seeing a lot of indie games coming out kind of less, I think. I think the the boom of indie on console is is slowing down a little bit. Um but there were some really good quality AAA titles and yeah, I had a good year overall in games.
0: Mm. Yeah, so it's been right.
1: <clears throat> I thought I might talk a little bit at the beginning about because um, obviously I'm going to write an article up for my game of the year mm-hmm. uh, list, but um, I thought I might go a little bit into some of the near misses. Okay. Um, so stuff close,
0: that, like good good stuff, but not quite on the list.
1: Yeah, close but no cigar. You know, mm-hmm. okay. stuff that I had a good time with that I I think should be played, but they're not going to make my my top ten. So I think the first one that I wanna talk about, um, which is I think I don't know if it's criminally underrated or criminally undersold or under advertised. I have talked about it in a podcast before, but I thought Headlander was a really nice game that came out this year. Mm-hmm. Did, yeah, I did that either team. of you play it?
0: No, I missed No, it. I haven't.
2: Unfortunately.
1: Yeah. Um it was it was really good. I know Uli, who will be joining us or doing some stuff for us in the top ten, I think. Mm-hmm. Um <clears throat> he played it. He he completed it, and it was just a really nice sort of almost Metroidvania adventure game that was quite easy on the eye. It was it looked really cool. Um, it had a, like interesting things to say, and the mechanic was really interesting. You know, you are a floating head
3: <laughs> that
1: can pop off other people's other robots' heads and sit on their bodies to use their powers. And you, you sort of <clears throat> rank up your head <laughs> with power-ups that you find around the levels, and you can um, gain access to other people's uh, other robots um, with, with different capabilities to help you navigate a 70s lava lamp-inspired um, space station. And this was a, this is a double fine game. You know, and I think it's gonna be, like I think I said in the cast when I talked about Headlander, I, I think it's gonna be another stacked stacking? Mm. Stacked? Stacking?
0: Stacked. 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 No, okay. Stacking stacking. Stacking. <laughs> stacking.
1: <laughs> All the doubts were with me there. Um I think it's gonna be another one in their canon, which is very much like stacking. That was a very good quality game with a lot of beautiful art and some nice puzzles that yeah. um it just didn't make it. <laughs> Which is a bit of a shame. Um, they also get the uh, the award from me for best merchandise this year because they they brought out a lunchbox and Thermos. <laughs> for
0: us. Nice, nice, decent, yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Did you get well. one? No, 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 no. <laughs> I it uh, was a bit too rich for my blood, unfortunately. But it was uh, it was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was one. That was a very colourful, very fun game. Another very colourful game. <laughs> pardon the pun is Hugh.
2: <laughs> yeah, I see.
1: Yeah, yeah. Hue was really nice. Um slightly overlong for my tastes for for what it was, I think the mechanic, which is basically switching colours to you can switch the background colour at any moment to show or hide obstacles in your path. Mm-hmm. And all the puzzles. It's like a puzzle platformer and it's like a really colourful version of limbo. <laughs> <laughs> but the main mechanic is that you can switch the the sort of uh the background colors around, and you you can like hide things that could kill you, or you can show things that can help you, etc. Um, mm-hmm. Again, I did talk about it on an earlier cast, so I'm not going to yeah. go too much into it. But it was it was a super well put together, nice game. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, with, uh, great art again. More forgiving than Limbo. Definitely, um, Limbo turned yeah. me off a little bit. I know, I know, it's bad to talk about Limbo in a negative way, but I didn't like that game. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> um, this is going to make people sad, but uh, Battlefield One didn't make it onto my top ten. Okay, this year, uh, okay. The, cam- the campaign was amazing.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, and, you've uh, f- to me. I mean, I've always seen you as like the biggest fan of the group on Battlefield
1: yep and totally and I think this is one of the best battlefields
2: even mm-hmm. better than hardline
1: oh yeah <laughs> hardline <laughs> yeah it's uh no it's 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 really well put together and fair play to the people who put together the single player campaign for making a what could have been a very bombastic over the top gung ho war thing have a little heart and a little humanity um through the campaign like Even, like, the beginning bit to that game before you even get to the title screen (laughs) is one of the most heartbreaking things I've ever seen in a video game. (laughs) Um, But in the end, it didn't keep me occupied with the uh, multiplayer. Okay. And I don't know if this is simply because I have Battlefield fatigue. uh, Because I've played... Well, I've played everything from... Battlefield by Company Two, really? That was the first one I really, really got into, mm. and it's been diminishing returns ever since. I don't. Yeah, know we
0: talked about this when you when it came out. You were talking about like your hours played was huge, and then has still still like remained quite high, but yep. had constantly dropped off uh with each release. yep Um, and we played a fair amount of of Hardline on PS4 when that came out. So we
1: did. I don't. I don't think that I even made it to 50 hours played in multiplayer on bf1 and i don't know if it's because my you know my lifestyle has changed so i don't have the time whether there were just i had access to more games Mm -hmm. so there was always something to keep me going back like it's it's been hard pushed to to keep me on one game this year um (laughs) like but then strangely enough one of the games in my top 10 i didn't even download the extra dlc for and i still think it's my top 10 game so I don't know. It it seems a bit bad judging it on that, but it didn't stick with me the same That's, way.
0: Like this isn't an mm. objective like look at how would you score these as a game for everybody else. It's just which ones hit for you in yeah. the year.
1: Yeah, and I think I think you know it was a fantastically put together game. I think the mm. the single player should be experienced by everybody who's ever played a shooter, um, and everybody who hasn't. I think it's a a fantastic look at war and what it does to people and all the different narrative possibilities that you have within yeah. that framework and it, it is really wonderful um one of my friends put it quite politely <laughs> that <clears throat> the scale of battlefield 1's multiplayer was something that turned them off because they could run and run and run and run and run for about five minutes get to an objective and get sniped in the head
2: yeah that's <laughs> what happens to me most of the time i play yeah
1: but I also I also gave it a pass for that because I felt that that was more like the World War One experience.
2: That's pretty much right. what it should be. Yeah, it's very realistic. So. Yeah,
1: you 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 don't expect to be on a twenty-person kill streak no. unless you're in a tank on Battlefield One. Um, but yeah, overall, great game. Really enjoyed it. Didn't quite make the top ten. Um, <clears throat> Tricky Towers was another one. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, Tricky Towers, bit of a left field choice. But like Angry Tetris <laughs> it's it's gonna have a soft spot for me. I, I played it, you know, I played it solo, I played it online, and I played it local co op as well. It's really and fun. We had a blast. Um again, it it has that addictive nature, but I'd like to see it on I don't know if it ever came out on the Vita, also I don't own a Vita. But if <laughs> it came out maybe if it came out on mobile or something, I'd be super super happy to just play that more often.
0: Sure, mm. yeah. Also you know, it's a big like it's a game for local multiplayer as well, so it'd be cool to play with other people.
1: Yeah, I mean I played I played with two other people in the house and we like swapping pads and playing one on one. And we played mm. uh we played a lot and it was very funny. Mm-hmm. Um it was really cool. We didn't finally get to to it on the twenty four hour stream, I don't think, but No, no. Um Shame. Yeah, it's it's a very well put together game. Um if you like Tetris, you know, it'll be fun. And it gave me a few hours of fun, very much so. Mm. I I just felt that sometimes booting up the PS4 and then choosing to play that, mm. you know, when you have other games at your disposal. Like, if it was on my phone, I'd be very happy to play it
0: Sure, right. all mm. the
1: time, you know, especially the survival mode where you have to try and get to, like, there was a trophy for getting 99 waves and I, I couldn't do it. I got to, like, 60 and would die every time. Wow, then, Okay. <clears throat> you see people in scoreboards who've got like two hundred and forty waves. They're like, you are robots. I don't believe you. <laughs> <laughs> uh but that was pretty fun. Um and then the other two that missed Deus Ex. Okay. Mankind divided. Enjoyed it a lot. Don't think it pushed far enough on from human revolution. Um felt that i wouldn't go back and replay it even though there are sort of two very distinct styles of going to play it like i tried my best to i uh, to be pacifist um and be a ghost i didn't ghost the whole thing and for some reason the game counted me as killing two people Hmm. and i never saw where i killed those two people and that upset Hmm. me when i got to the end and i because i'd been reloading you know
2: with this game it it didn't happen that maybe you just like put them to sleep in a very dodgy place or something or a flimsy place and they just fall for no reason because the physics just screw up or something. And yeah, if falls not... and, and dies there, it comes as a kill for you.
1: Well I, I did do it once and I, I I reloaded, but I don't know if it count, where I put a guy to sleep, like knocked him out, and then accidentally like I pulled a lever which electrified the floor, which was like another way of getting past that part. <laughs> yeah. But I electrified the sleeping dude and I was like, "No." <laughs> he was already <laughs> asleep. So I I reloaded, but I I don't know if the game counted it or whatever, but I never used a like a, a lethal weapon. Okay. So the game kind of cheated me out of one of the most difficult trophies of the game, which is do it without killing anybody. <laughs> um so that that was a bit upsetting, but I I don't think like I enjoyed the story. I felt it was all right. Uh, It was very well put together. I enjoyed more of the gameplay that was in Human Revolution, Uh, especially walking around Prague was pretty cool, like the Um, Neo-Prague. But again, I just don't think that I would go back, at least not for like a year or something. I don't think I'd go back and play through it again.
0: This year had um, another big game that was similar in terms of how you could choose to play. I guess maybe that'll come up for you.
1: It's bit? not gonna. Dishonored 2 is nowhere near this. Oh, wow. It's not, okay. not even in my near misses, because simply because I haven't played enough of it. Sure. Okay. I got totally distracted by Final F- Final <laughs> Fantasy Fifteen and dropped the hell out of Dishonored. Yeah. So, <laughs> I'm still basically where I was from our cast, like, oh. three weeks ago or whatever. Yeah. I, I haven't had fans. Which okay. probably means it's going to be a restart. Mm, maybe, know. yeah. So, yeah. D- unfortunately, Dishonored 2... probably I would say is the better game.
0: That's what I've got so far. i finished Mankind Divided, but yeah, I'm also uh, not too far through Dishonored 2. Uh, But yeah, I I enjoy the freeform nature of that more than what I feel is a bit more uh, grounded, not grounded, but like a bit more restricted in in Deus Ex.
1: Yeah, I, I, I kind of would agree with that, but then at the same time, Mankind Mm. Divided made me play it through the whole way. Sure. Well, Dishonored mm, didn't.
0: Maybe if Dishonored is maybe a time and place thing. I I I think
1: I am. uh, Yeah, I'm not sure. But I didn't like, again, I didn't like the hard mode on Dishonored 2.
0: Oh, Um, yeah.
1: I had to restart and lose about four hours progress because I was having such a tough time. Mm. Yeah. With hard mode and then playing it through. Again, I think it might be something to do with the sort of completely unfettered way you can approach the world and you know how I am with games, I always feel like I'm missing something. Yes. Like you get to the end of the level and it goes like, oh, you only found one of three works of art. (laughs) Damn it! Start over. (laughs) Let's go back and do it again. (laughs) 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 Who didn't I stab to get that last painting? Um, So that, that for me, I was finding it difficult to sit down and choose to play Dishonored, whereas with Mankind Divided, I played it through in probably four or five sessions.
3: Mm-hmm. you know
1: um had a lot of fun with it um <clears throat> then um last one as a game this would have made my list and i've got several similar kind of experiences on my list but virginia virginia <laughs> yeah
2: can can you tell me about that because i forgot what it was about
1: it's the sort of life is strange david lynch twin peaks Oh. sort of uh, LSD trip experience yeah, it pers- it's, per- first it's, it's coming narrative. back now yeah, yeah first person narrative owes a big debt to X-Files to David Lynch to you know other games that we've seen Life is Strange obviously that was more expansive this is a very tight mm. sort of 45 minute to an hour I would say mm. experience
2: it's all coming back now yeah I remember yeah. which one it is
1: um, I really enjoyed that game I really enjoyed the fact that a lot of the stuff, like, you could play it through once Mm -hmm. and you literally wouldn't see half the things. If you go back again, there's Mm -hmm. hidden things, or hidden in plain sight. It's just, um, for example, uh, there's an extra scene at the end if you happen to find a small piece of wood in the game. It's like a completely innocuous piece of wood that you can pick up and look at. And that gives you an extra scene at the end of the game, when everything is unfolding and unrolling, but it's something that I've not really seen before like we've seen games that are based on TV shows that that have a lot of sort of influences you know, they wear their hearts on their sleeves Um, but you, I I don't think we've seen anything except maybe Kentucky Route Zero I don't think we've seen anything which goes that weird
3: Mm-hmm.
1: and that obscure and doesn't really explain anything and asks you to go back and do it again and asks you to take a bit of time and have a look around, you know, and explore your surroundings in the limited fashion that you can. Right. Um, I think it was a really brave decision. Obviously, I don't think there's enough game there. I don't. I don't think... Well, I mean, I don't want to say not enough, but I can't justify a place on the top ten,
0: <laughs> okay?
1: Because it is just it's a it's a it's like watching a very trippy episode of a show. But it's really cool how it was all contained, like start to finish, in that one hour.
3: Mm. It's very cool. Cool. Mm-hmm.
1: So I'll jump on a little bit, and the the last thing I wanted to talk about was was just something that would. There's going to be no VR on my list. Okay. And I know I did go very all-in on one of the casts back in the day mm-hmm. uh, when we first all got our VR headsets and we were trying it out. Uh, <coughs> I was really impressed. But, yeah, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> um, I actually go back to an even earlier cast and I, I, I stick with my bondage analogy.
0: Okay, too, too much of a hassle.
1: It's too much of a hassle, especially in a small house where you can't leave it set up I and mean, you've got pets roaming around. that might pull the headset off the the wall or whatever like it is just i get home from work i'm tired i can't be bothered going upstairs getting the box opening it pulling everything out sticking everything together you're never quite sure if a game is going to make you feel sick or not (laughs) (laughs) yeah um all the games that you play are more of that quick fire almost mobile game style i'll play for 15 minutes to half an hour um before jumping onto something else I still maintain that I think it can be something. I think yeah. it can be something very, very interesting in the future. It's just at the moment I'm getting a, a sort of that almost wee sense of novelty. Right. Yeah. Like once <laughs> you know, once the motion controls have worn off, you're like, why am I playing this game in this way?
0: Hmm.
1: And it wasn't it wasn't good enough for me to use it as a projector or anything. <laughs> mm, yeah. But I still did enjoy, I really enjoyed, for example, Thumper, uh, Until Dawn Rush of Blood. Um, the VR worlds except the Scavengers Odyssey, which made me really almost half my guts out and I was Is that the space one? that's where you're walking around in like a crab robot thing. Yeah. yeah. Mining asteroids. That made me really upset in the stomach for quite a while.
2: <laughs> I can imagine.
1: Um watching that's my all dad, you can do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> watching my dad play Batman VR was something incredible though. <laughs> <You know? laughs> you know he picked it up he picked the sheet music up and he plays piano so you know he's in wayne manor and all you have to do is press the button to like open the pole or whatever and he's just like no actually he's trying to put the sheet music on the stand to be (laughs) able to play the music that's on there yeah and you're like no no dad the game won't let you do that sorry Uh,
0: (laughs) some other game will at some other time
1: (laughs) yeah that would be amazing you know once once the game start coming out and i'm i'm glad that i was an early adopter of it and i, I think it's going to be cool to see the stuff that is done but given limited giving limited life time <laughs> mm. at the moment it's it's not something that i i would do sure, you know yeah. unless i was showing it off to somebody
0: mm-hmm. and it's still got that uh novelty to it for a while as as new people come around uh, yeah I'm sure, sure. you have that opportunity
1: yeah, you you take it out, like I'll I'll be I'll have it out on New Year's Eve when people come round for a party or whatever, like you know.
0: I'm gonna take that out of context and put it to the start of the episode.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Smoke a bit of that, drink a bit of that, put that on your face. You can take that out of context as well if you want. That's fine.
0: <laughs> cool. Um, So now we get into your list. Like how close are you to having a, a finished, ordered list? Because none of us are really there yeah, even though we we sort of planned to. None of us could commit to a full ordered list by the end I, of our cast. I think I have. Yeah.
1: Yeah, okay. I think I think I know what. I don't know the exact order. There could be a shuffle in the midfields. Sure. I know what my first one is.
0: <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: I know what the number one game of this year is already.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> of your year. Will, ear, you, will your you spoil ear. it or will you leave it for the article? No,
1: I'll, I'll spoil it, but I'll, I'll talk about I'll talk about in depth why. Okay, when, sure. uh, when i write about it but um in no particular order until number one uh, <laughs> um we've got a couple of watches first of all we've got firewatch <laughs> which again my type of game
0: sure yeah.
1: my type of game you get to hike around a mountain going "Ooh, it's stuff <laughs> 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 that's fine by me you know <laughs> I had a really, really nice time with that game, just sitting there, watching the mountain go around, you know, watching the sunset. Mm -hmm. Um, Really, before the end of the year, I'm going to get back and I'm going to play the exploration mode. um, Which I haven't played yet because well, I I felt the game was complete already.
3: Mm -hmm.
1: I love what they did with the story. I love the way they made the the movements feel real. You know, Mm -hmm. you feel like a chunky, middle-aged man. In that game, you don't feel like a sprightly, you know, bunny-hopping, you know, <laughs> mountain goat or whatever. Um, so there's a sense of heaviness, there's a sense of heft in that game. And uh, I think the guys at Campo, uh, guys and girls at Campo Santo have made a really good job of just making something very mm. atmospheric. Also, they got all their artwork ripped off for a Ford commercial, so they must have been doing something right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yep. So, Overwatch was in. uh, Sorry, Firewatch, and then the other watch was Overwatch. Of course, (laughs) of course. Yeah, of course, Overwatch, Overwatch. You see, where Battlefield 1 didn't keep me occupied with the multiplayer, for a very long time it was very difficult to get me to play anything else other than Overwatch. (laughs) Um, It did me a happy. It was fun. It was silly. You know, it would have, the only way it could have been better is if we were all on the same platform.
2: Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: Having a split platform didn't help because, especially because the people that I played with on PS4, we had a different time frame a lot of the time. So actually meeting up with somebody that you knew to actually get some tactics going and that kind of thing was, was kind of difficult. Yeah. That's a shame. Um, Yeah. Hmm. But then also I think on the PS4, the community isn't as salty as it is on PC. No,
2: yeah. Community is salty <laughs> anyway. So you you yeah. might you might
1: get <laughs> shitty randomers, but because there's no voice chat mm. and the commands are very much hey, hello, how are you? <laughs> you My can't be that. Hard. Yeah. So it was a very friendly, very inclusive, very just fun way. Yeah. Um, I did stop playing when I started caring too much about the ranked stuff. Um, I found. Yeah, that I, could, I, I getting, never
0: got on with that never got on with the ranked stuff and i never played a match of season two i think they're on season three now but yeah yeah that's not how i want to play that game
1: i started season two but then what Hmm. i found on the playstation as well that if you weren't playing ranked everybody was just like uber scrub and it wasn't fun to play because if you had a bit of skill yeah you were all over them you know Mm -hmm. like fully team stomping people like they just
0: completely filtered people one way yeah yeah me. it
1: was like if you're good at overwatch you play ranked on ps4 if you're not good at overwatch or you've just bought the game or whatever you play unranked and if somebody happens to drop in there um but it's one of the few sort of online competitive shooters that i actually felt like i could hold my own yeah um i had a yeah, couple of characters too. like soldier 76 all the way he was my my main man hmm. um i could do a lot with him um Never got on with Reaper. I know, like, Stu was, like, some insane Reaper god on that. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. But, you know, there were characters... And this is the cool thing. There's, like, 20-odd characters. So there's going to be characters you're good at, characters you're okay at, and characters that you completely suck with. Like, I think I have all of about four minutes with Roadhog. (laughs) Out of (laughs) seven... he's good. Yeah, yeah, but out of (laughs) 75 hours play. Because he just didn't match my style. I can't play him. Sure, yeah. You know, whereas I could easily switch between Symmetra... Um. Soldier 76 and um farrah for example. Mm-hmm. Um so that was a great game. I mean, the, you know, everybody's talked many many hours about Overwatch. Um but I had a lot of fun with that. Speaking of shooters, um mm-hmm. the two big shooters this year and and this has been like I'm not a massive shooter fan. So for the quality of the shooters of this year to come out and be like there's going to be three first person shooters on my top 10. Mm. Um this year. So there's Overwatch uh, there's Doom. Right. And uh, there is Titanfall 2. Mm-hmm. And for very similar reasons, I thought that they really did something brave with the shooter genre.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Like, Doom stripped it right back, but at the same time, amped it up.
3: <laughs>
1: which is Which is a very difficult thing to do. I mean, it's to bringing it back to the gameplay style of yesteryear, yeah, With just in your face, balls <laughs> out, sound design, uh, enemy design, just insanity dialed up to 11, you know, and then balanced out with these moments of quiet. Like you could go through the most insane shotgun wielding, demon destroying sort of, <laughs> you know, nine inch nails channeling, <laughs> uh, you know, thrash fest. And then it would be like, and now you just get to explore for half an hour. You know, try and find some secrets. Yeah, do some platforming, find some secrets. You know, all that kind of thing. Always with that little tongue-in-cheek sort of references and nods back, you know, when you find the secret early Doom levels and things like this. So you've got got the old-school secrets, hidden walls, uh, you know, double-jumping up a wall to find a vent that you've never seen before, and then you just have this, like, insanity of violence and and (laughs) visceral sort of combat. Um... (laughs) I was really good at the multiplayer but I never played it because again you guys split and played it on PC. You know, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even own it. <laughs> yeah, so I I didn't even, you know, I didn't even get the expansions. Like they were free. They expanded a lot of the multiplayer. I'm sure there's a lot more to talk about there.
0: There there were some that were free and there were some that were paid. Okay. Didn't even look. Um, um me neither. Like I I I played we played that beta on PS4 together and then we I played some PC multiplayer with with uh, with Earl. Yeah, but yeah, the, just that single player campaign is is tr- terrific.
1: It's worth it's worth a look, and I know you can find it around for fairly cheap at the moment. But it was just yeah. a completely bombastic experience that I really had a lot of fun with. Um, and the other one, very very similar reasons for me loving it this year was Titanfall Two. Mm-hmm. Uh, multiplayer, yeah, take it or leave it. I've played Advanced Warfare. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed calling down a mech. I enjoyed especially that one time where I squished an enemy with a mech. (laughs) (laughs) That was beautiful. There were some great emergent moments, you know. uh, But I didn't play it for the multiplayer. Sure. In fact, your old housemate, David, was like hitting me up on Facebook the other day, like, dude, we have to play. Mm. Like, I've already uninstalled (laughs) it. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Um, The single player campaign is just out of this world. Yeah, it is. You know, you both finished it, right? i yeah.
2: have not I have not finished I've, it yet, but I'm close.
1: I thought you had finished it, didn't i what i i haven't it I haven't okay,
2: for reasons I just didn't play it again, oh no,
1: yeah. okay, but you finished it right, Rob
0: absolutely, yep,
1: broke my damn heart that game. <laughs> that was uh, that was the you know one of the big emotions. i could see it coming like a country mile away, but you
2: don't was, even you don't even have to tell me, and I already know what it
3: is,
1: <laughs> yeah, you know it's just you know. <laughs> It's a tough game at the end, and but it's one of those, again, it's balanced. It, mm-hmm. And it's balanced and it changes to your play style. Like, I know we've had many debates, Bob, like, oh, I had real trouble dealing with that boss. Yeah. And you're like, oh, well, I tried it with this mech loadout and I kicked its ass relatively easily. Like, you, I think you dispatched a boss really easily that I had. Uh, yeah, I dispatched a boss
2: on my first attempt, I think, and you took like half an hour or something? No, I took
1: like 25 attempts Tw- at it. I was 25 really attempts? Stressed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's just full of moments. It's full of really awesome cinematic moments through the game. And then even then, like, every level or every two levels just switches it up completely. Mm -hmm. You know, you get new things happening all the time. You know, one minute you're like, is it... I don't really want to spoil it too much. Then don't. You could be be jumping from moving, like, dropships. Like, sort of parkour running across drop ships to fighting a massive mech to, mm. you know, being alone and vulnerable and, you know, it's cool. It's just a really mm. cool shooter campaign that made a lot mm-hmm. of cool choices. Um, Again, it's a shame. I don't think it really sold that well, which is, I think, a crying shame. I think that's going to yeah. be another, like, maybe a cult classic along the lines of Bulletstorm or something. You know, maybe in five years, they'll remaster Titanfall 2 and it'll just be like... <laughs> Yeah, everybody now knows how good that game was. But, um, I really enjoyed it. Uh, what else? Um, right, then we go into the smaller games a little bit. Um, sure. One that we talked about a little bit, I'm gonna pass more or less over it. Just for glorious local co op in <laughs> every single form, it's gotta be overcooked. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> overcooked wins. Brilliant game brilliant game team 17 as publisher whatever they've done it again it's it's like i i probably haven't had that much fun with a game with my mates as since worms (laughs) you know (laughs) it was uh, was a really really fun game to play and puts you in all sorts of ridiculous situations where you're shouting at your housemates for dropping meat on the floor (laughs) (laughs) um i think did did you and lorena finish it finally rob
0: um no, we didn't stick with it completely. Uh got pretty tough, but we're we're at the final stretch. It's just that by the by the later stages, each single stage that you attempt could really put a strain on the relationship for a while. That's <laughs> <laughs> that potentially
1: so, that we we gave up <laughs> over here on the um on the nightmare level when everything's pitch black.
0: Oh boy! Okay, okay. So, yeah. it's like world the, six, uh, six, yeah.
1: six one or something. And Spooky.
0: Oh, okay, yeah, that's really cl- near the end, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I we were so is. close,
1: and then it was just like that was literally putting the dampeners on a very long relationship. <laughs> yeah. I, I just got <laughs>
2: stuck on the ice levels; so and never made it through that. Oh man! <laughs> but the
1: yeah, sense yeah, of achievement—very upset. <laughs> yeah, but the sense of achievement when you three-star a level on that is is phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: it's great, when, and and we played. We got to play it with uh, four players at at the marathon. Uh, which is just... A, it feels like a different game to a certain extent.
1: It's definitely more panicky. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's more like... You know, you could say it's along the line of Space Team or something. Like, it mm. it grows exponentially more difficult and shouty the more players yeah. you have. <laughs>
0: <laughs> doesn't necessarily get easier.
1: No, no, no. Um, that was really cool. Really enjoyed that. Um, and then... I have two sort of more atmospheric games which is Abzu. Mhm.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Journey Flower Underwater with much fish. As a marine yeah. biologist I was uh, very happy with that game. You just get to float around with a Austin Wintry soundtrack and <laughs> you know. Um I saw Matt Navas the uh the lead designer or the 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 boss of that project at right. IndieCade. And okay. a, lot, a lot of very interesting things to say about the development of Journey and Flower, and then going on to Abzu. Uh, it was really cool, sort of behind the scenes. But the game itself is absolutely beautiful. Yeah. Um, if you if you like Journey, if you like Flower, it's it's the next one in that that list mm-hmm. that you have to play. Uh, the other one was Adrift.
0: Okay. Yeah, I remember okay. you speaking very highly of it. Uh, yep. Back when it came out. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I because obviously things happening and having not a lot of time to do everything I want to do is, um, I didn't get to play on VR or I haven't yet. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: Does it work just work on PSVR already?
1: I don't, I haven't even looked that far into it. It was like, okay. I just had that really self-contained one day of playing, um, adrift. And it was like playing every sort of space movie you've ever seen. (laughs) Um, the panic when your oxygen is running around, uh, running out the way yeah. your breath changes as you're having to breathe deeper to even get oxygen into your face uh, <laughs> or whatever <laughs> lungs, whatever you need, wherever you put the oxygen, um, yeah, around about there. Yeah. Yep. It was just, it was just a very beautifully put together experience. I'm going to write more about it. Why it, why it touched me so much. Um, but now to, to keep it brief, mm-hmm. Um, the one PC game that I played this year, <laughs> <laughs> the actual one that I played all the way through from start to finish, um, fully deserves. And I'm just gonna fanboy again because I fanboyed last year, and I'm just gonna fanboy again. It is Doctor <laughs> Langescoff
2: It's a great game too,
1: Doctor Langescoff and the Worldwind Emerald Heist or whatever. The Tiger, Doctor Langiscov, the, t- yeah, the, the Tiger, the, the Worldwind world Emerald, 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 Emerald Heist, Heist or, or, or whatever. Like that, yeah. Uh, blah, blah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's uh William Pugh, it's Crows Crows Crows, it's by the guy who did half a Stanley Parable and it is just you know, narrated by Simon Amstel and it's just a fantastic, fantastic narrative game experience on the PC. Uh and it's free, so mm. you know, fill your boots on that one. And then play The Temple of No as well, which is their mm. little twine game.
0: Are they independent, pretty much? Like, the the games, they're separate from each other? Oh,
1: totally, totally separate. It's just if you like the way that they write and do their art, you'll be very happy with both. Cool. Okay. Um, They did do uh, a VR game, which I haven't played, because it's only on the Oculus, which is from uh, William Pugh and the, I think, the the designer or animator of uh, Rick and Morty. Okay. So, the I kind creator. of really, and And they got that game together by basically William Pugh taking the piss on Twitter. <laughs>
2: that was a guy, funny story, I remember. <clears throat> was,
1: yeah, it was good. Like, the guy's like, Does that, Do I know anybody who works for Valve? I'd quite like a tour around Steam. And William Pugh was like, Yeah, totally. It's me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then when the guy called him out on it, he was like, Ooh, I'm really sorry. I kind of lied, but I love your show. And then they were like, Oh, well, we love the Stanley Parable shall we do something together? And it was a beautiful tale
3: nice. born
1: out of deceit <laughs> and Twitter jokes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that was really cool. Then uh, penultimate one is going to be Lichtspear. Aye. Das spear. Now I don't know, I don't think either of you played this, did you?
0: Not
2: yet. No, I haven't. I plan to.
1: Alright. Future Neon Viking throwing light spears, which is what Lickspear means in German.
2: <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. I can imagine.
1: <laughs> and Dutch, apparently. Um but you get to you get to throw uh you just basically stand at one end of a level or in the middle of a level depending on how difficult the level is. Right. And you have to hurl your light spear at oncoming enemies. <laughs> um so it's more like a it's almost rhythm game. It's somehow very tactical, like because you've got enemies that fly in or enemies that move faster. Uh, you've got lumbering enemies that might take, like, if you don't headshot them, they take like two or three spears to to die. Um, you get special powers. You can upgrade them with your LSD, which is Spear Dollars, I think. <laughs> 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 but it's this cool sort of funky techno everything's bright pink and purple the the evil giants are like super hipster that come and get you you've got dapper zombies you've got seals on skateboards um the fish oh my god the fucking fish the fish is like the worst enemy you can keep your big demons in doom or whatever the little hopping fish in (laughs) licks is just like the worst enemy in any game you can't hit it and it will kill you many times So you get like little challenges. It's it's one of those like Oli Oli or something. You know you get like a you get good, super good, and uber. Um, And the whole design is like rolling around just enough German to be massively German, but making it (laughs) so everybody understands it. (laughs) (coughs) Yeah, it's like killed ass Viking king (laughs) and things like that. It's very cool. It's very techno and it's very bright and in your face. And it's one of those games that I just ended up playing. Way after I should have stopped.
3: Hmm.
1: Like it was so good, it's so addictive. You just like okay, one more go, and it's hard, you know. Um, plus, it's also one of the games that kind of cured me of my must get three stars and everything. <laughs> cured Cause, you, yeah, because it's so ridiculously hard. It's a disease, uh, yeah. On on one of the la- on some of the later levels, you just like thank fuck, I passed that. <laughs> Let us not speak of that level again. <laughs> <laughs> But yes, very fun. So, I guess you're all begging, absolutely ganting to know what yeah, my uh, number one game of the whole year was.
0: Yeah, I can't, I, I just can't think of what it might be.
1: I, I don't, you probably it's won't. Absolute you know, mystery. It's an absolute left field choice. <laughs> it is actually for me. It um, is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's Final Fantasy 15.
2: Mm. Nice.
1: I finished it last week. And you know what? I'm going to say this on the podcast in public. I wept <laughs> at the end of that game. I yeah. actually cried real tears. I was really, really fucking upset when I finished that game.
2: The feels are real.
1: The feels are so real, and I've never yeah. done that in any game. Like I've been okay. I've had, a, you know, I've been close. But films? Uh, films? No, I don't cry at films particularly. I okay. get, you know, you get the frog in your throat at, at some movies, you know. You know, I'm not that heartless, but I've never, like, openly <laughs> wept. Because this is the thing with Final Fantasy. Like, you might get close to a character in a movie mm. if the director is good, the actor is good. You can have a two-hour experience where you feel that yeah. you get close to a, a, a character and then something tragic happens, you know, and you, you, you feel bad or you feel emotional. Final Fantasy does that over 50 hours.
3: Hmm
1: or longer so when when stuff happens it is very real like the only thing yeah. i could really compare it to is if you're reading a long series of like sci-fi books or not sci-fi or fantasy or whatever or, a, or yeah. a long series of books where you you get invested in the characters and then horrible things happen <laughs> um but not only the story i mean i'm you know i'm not a final fantasy fan no i've played most of 10
3: Mm.
1: the first level of seven and that's it so I picked this up because it you know everybody was saying how good it was going to be and I didn't look back I abandoned every game that I was playing and I played this for 50 hours straight and I haven't uncovered like in the last dungeon that I was in I found a secret door or like a, a big like vault door in a wall right? and I was like ooh what the hell's that so I looked it up, and they were like, oh, yeah, there's totally one of those in every single dungeon you've done. I'm like, right, I didn't notice that. And they're like, yeah, yeah, you can go in high level. So that's, like, from level 60 to level 100. Right. And okay. I finished the game after 50 hours doing a lot of side quests. Uh, mm-hmm. I got the trophy for doing more than 80 side quests. And it was like, Oof. and I was still just level 60. <laughs> There's a couple of bits and pieces I've still got to do, like uh, the big bastard tortoise that apparently can take you between one and fourteen hours, depending on <laughs> what level your characters are and how how well you've prepared for that battle. Um, there's there's these secret dungeons which are super high level. There are like legendary weapons to find around the world. Um, but again, the the thing that kept me coming back is like the the camaraderie, like the real sort of feel between the group of people that you control, Hmm. just
2: since you know. since the last podcast, did you in the end watch the anime that I linked you?
1: No, I don't think I will.
2: Mm, that's a shame.
1: I, think I don't you know. Enjoy it. I don't know. Um, I might watch it. I'm, I'm going to be bored in the next couple of weeks, I guess, over Christmas. So <laughs> um, I I might get around to it. But I felt, for me, that the story made sense in a Final Fantasy way.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> like, I know that Chapter 13 is getting patched to yeah. give more story background and hopefully just be booking shorter, because Chapter 13 is the only low note in, in an otherwise flawless game.
2: Yeah, it drags on.
1: It drags on, it's dull, it's not necessary, it reduces a very charismatic villain to being Joker in Arkham Asylum in the first (laughs) Batman game that's basically what he becomes Um, and I I just don't think that entire chapter is is massively necessary but I felt the way the story is explained if you do do some of the background reading that the game provides you it provides just as much story as any other big fantasy game you know you didn't need an anime to understand Skyrim no yeah. I don't think you need a secondary anime it, uh,
2: to.: You don't really need to watch the anime to understand Final Fantasy 15 is more like an extra, an extra layer of information that you get to understand sure. why these guys are so tight, you know.
1: Yeah, but I, I got that idea as well. you know the, yeah. it, it, it brings it together in the opening credits when they're pushing a car and mm-hmm. "Stand by Me" is playing. That's all you need. Done. Yeah, that, I mean that. These guys, uh, the game that was is,
2: just started, and I was like, "Yeah, that's it."
1: Yeah, that's perfect <laughs> exposition. Like those guys are just best friends. You know, we've all seen Stand By Me the movie, and you've got this beautiful version of the song playing over. You know, the fact the fact that you you know like I called it on the credit sequence with the photos. <laughs> um, but there is yep. there is an extra special thing to taking photos in the game and that I mean that was one of the things that broke my heart at the end it was just like
2: you can't really say that I can't yeah
1: I can't say anything about it but it it just destroyed me
3: yeah
1: Hmm. you know also there's a slight character change from from one of the main characters that made it look like our very own hush so (laughs) playing and playing sort of through the end game of final fantasy with a character that looks like somebody I know (laughs) was was pretty cool um (laughs) but the boss fights are spectacular. I mean, when you said "dude, dude, dude," I need somebody to talk about chapter nine. Yeah. So I went home, rushed my way through chapter nine. I got to the end, and I just messaged you on on Slack like,
3: "What fuck?
1: <laughs> 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 what just happened?" And then it just goes bigger from there. Yeah. You know, you have. I think. I think there's this problem. Like, it's not a problem, but the game does. Like, it sort of funnels you into the end game. Mm-hmm. Like once you make a choice to leave a certain area, it's like okay, you're on the track. You're on the track, and you're not stopping until you've finished the game, mm. and then you can go back and do what you you want to do. But from this, point you actually
2: on, you actually can stop and go back, but you you will not want to, I guess.
1: Exactly. I I didn't want. I know. I know you have the power to go back into your memories or whatever and go back into like the open world, whatever. But the way the story goes forward except chapter 13 was um, sort of dragging you forwards and being like yeah yeah, yeah, you know keep playing keep playing keep going and it just ramps up from the end of chapter 9 when you have this first sort of awesome battle
3: Mm.
1: and then you just go right to the end like you know (laughs) I don't know I I was speechless literally speechless with some of the things and I, I missed a lot of stuff like the summons
2: Mm. you haven't used them
1: i didn't use them because i didn't realize you were like i thought it was my controller being knackered because my r2 is pretty knackered on my controller Mm. um and you know i i i don't remember if you remember i had a problem with four-sided fantasy which i Mm -hmm. solved just by switching a pad because my r2 is is too done so i didn't realize you had to really hold l2 and keep it held
2: but it doesn't always happen, so it, it, the game kind of has to tell you now you can summon someone.
1: Yeah, it did. It, like I remember one specific fight where it was telling me like now you can summon someone, and I was like holding L two but like tapping it, going, "Come on, why aren't you working? Do I have to press other buttons?" And I I didn't. So I I summoned once, and mm. it was epic. Yeah, <laughs> it was in one you of the. You should definitely battles.
2: summon all the others because there is like a summon for every possible <laughs> summoning there is.
1: Yeah, 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 totally. Um. So there's still a lot more to go back into. Like, I've left it a little bit, just because I wanted to digest that story. But you can have, like... And I never use the tactical menu, either. There's, like, the wait no, mode. No, me
2: neither. Me neither.
1: Um, mainly because I forgot what the controller was to start it.
2: I didn't even try it. I don't know. I can't...
1: It does tell you at the beginning of the game, like, press this button, and you will go into, like, wait mode, which is, like, a tactical turn-based... Combat, as far as I'm aware, it, it, it's like Mass Effect pausing or whatever when you would like
0: like command your enemies to do Dragon Age,
1: yeah, Dragon Age or that kind of thing. Um, but I never used it because I forgot what the button was like instantly.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And I was having so much fun with the real time uh, combat and having Prompto sliding in, taking selfies. It's like <laughs> 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 we're in quite a lot of danger here, Prompto. Maybe put your camera down. Like by the end, after I'd leveled him up to like level ten in. The photography skill. Hmm. Then I took his piercer, which is like the first skill that he has. Which is and by the end of the game he was just wrecking people with that skill. <laughs> but for about thirty five hours of the game, he'd done nothing <laughs> in any fight. He was just the cool guy that was hanging around taking photos of us looking awesome. <laughs> um yeah. Yeah, it was really cool. Game of the year. Totally.
0: I'm very jealous. Yeah, I didn't play that, but I guess now you can be jealous of me because I haven't.
1: Yeah, exactly. You, you I really, really
2: look forward to to hear what you think, even though it's not going to be this year. Yeah, I really do look forward to hear that. If you don't want to buy it, I will
0: send you my copy. I don't care.
2: (laughs) But you have to play it.
0: (laughs) I've asked for it for Christmas, so we'll see.
1: The only one I've got left to play, which which could maybe Mm. pip it, and I Mm. I don't think it would pip it, but it's uh, I do have a copy of the Last Guardian. Still sealed in a yeah. box.
3: Mm.
1: Don't have time cool. at the moment. Moving house, everything's crap. But, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I will eventually um, be able to play that. But I don't think, if if it is this year, it's not going to mm. be in time for the write-up or anything.
0: Sure. Mm. Yeah, that's that's a miss for me, That something that I didn't get to play. Have you got anything else that you wish you'd played in time?
1: Um, I, I think I did a really good job of playing everything that I wanted to play this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I had access to a lot of games it was nice um, I was looking at my list earlier and there was a couple of games that I was just like what the fuck was that I would played it, what was it um, <laughs> but no I think I did well I think there's a couple that I missed still from last year mm-hmm. um, there's a couple of games that I really enjoyed playing which technically I would have put on my list but they weren't released this year like the Dear okay. Esther Landmark Edition was really nice to see that on PlayStation 4 um, Mm -hmm. and Xbox One in the interest of being non-biased. But that was nice to see. Like, I wish I'd finished SOMA, which I started the year with um, and then had a really game-breaking bug and never went back to it. Um, Guitar Hero, the new one, like I bought it, played it for about four days, never played it again but did pick mm-hmm. up Rocksmith, so started playing Rocksmith again. Wish I'd have played more of that. Yeah, Just <laughs> in too. my life in general. <laughs> um, but no, I think I pretty much cleared it. I think I probably my goal for 2017 like as a resolution
3: mm.
2: would
1: be to not play so many massive open world games that take me 50 hours to finish, even though I don't like them that much.
2: Hopefully at, we won't have to. There will not at you, Far many. Cry Primal. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there will be many many releases at least scheduled for next year, would it? Well, there's the ra- think, uh, which is th- aside from Zelda, I cannot think from anyone. And the um,
0: no, what's that? What's that one made by Guerrilla Games?
3: Ah,
2: yeah, Horizon: New Dawn. Yeah, Zero Dawn. Horizon: Zero New- Dawn. Yeah. And then yeah.
1: there's the other Tom Clancy one. The is it Rainbow Six? But the wasteland. Ghost Recon. Ghost Wild Recon. Out, yeah. Um, that's apparently like the, the biggest open game ever, but I don't know how they're gonna stage that. I don't know if it's gonna be like an explore them up with with, uh, Ghost Recon kind of combat or whatever. <clears throat> but yeah, my idea, my idea for next year is to play a whole ton of like smaller, more inclusive games where you know, because I I I finished Far Cry Primal to like ninety percent, and at that point, it's just an illness.
0: Hmm. Yeah, that's it's just illness yeah.
1: no, It's just like I didn't you know, it was alright from the beginning, but then I'm like, yeah, I still spent fifty hours on that and I could have played ten five hour games at that time.
3: Mm, yeah.
1: I could have gone on Itchio and found a whole bunch of games to, to find, you know. Um I think I think I do think that twenty sixteen's been really good from a triple A point of view. I think we've done a lot. I think yeah. there's been a lot of interesting triple A games coming out this year. Yeah. Um, but on the downside, not having a PC has really stunted my ability to play a lot of smaller, weirder things.
0: Mm. And play with us.
1: Yeah. Really. Mm. Yeah. That, that's something I missed this year has been sort of, yeah, inclusivity and weirdness.
2: And perhaps uh, with your new flat, you can get yourself a nice PC and get back to the wagon. To the yeah.
1: Margin. Yeah. Let's see. Let's see. But um, first, I have to get a table. <laughs> so baby mate. steps, baby steps. <laughs> I don't
0: know. You could rest a plate on top of a PC. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I mean I'd need somewhere to put the PC. <laughs> Unless I put the monitor on top it? of the desktop PC <laughs> put, it up,
2: put it on your knees, that's it.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know. <laughs> but yeah, let's see how that goes. But that cool. that was well, my year in gaming. I had a had a blast. Played a lot.
0: Mm. Yeah, that was really nice to to listen to you talk through your list, and well done for coming up with something you're you're happy with now.
1: <laughs> oh no, totally. I'm uh, I, the 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 of the numbers, but really <laughs> nothing else matters. You know? I mean, you know, Final Fantasy can now release their Game of the Year edition, having you know, because I've said that it's fine.
0: Yeah, yeah. If they want a back of the box quote, we'll kindly yeah, yeah. oblige. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Tom Wolford, go play that. Well, fuck. <laughs>
0: This made me weep.
1: That's my box quote. Just <laughs> chapter nine. <Whoa>. What? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah.
0: Cool. Okay, we'll we'll wrap it up then. So, thank cool. you for everyone for, for listening. Um, if you found this on SoundCloud or iTunes or just out there in the world of the internet, then you can find Tom's game of the game of the year list article over at goplaythat.com forward slash game of the year. And you can find Bob's, you can find mine, you can find uh, lots of other articles from our other staff and from guests this year is something we'll be doing. Um, So, yeah, looking forward to seeing that for myself. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, And, yeah, we'll call it there, guys. So thank you very much. Bye-bye.
2: Bye. Bye. Thank
0: you. Bye.
3: Yeah. Mm. 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 Oh, lega. Yeah.